Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Hello, Cleveland, and welcome back once again to another edition of the Dogland Podcast. I am your host, Jackson McCurry. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Anthony Jokey. Anthony, how you doing, man? I'm doing really well. You know, it's uh, definitely a great night to uh, to be a Browns fan. Yeah, it, it sure is. Um, we uh, got the exciting news here on Thursday evening that, you know, Browns legend, uh, all-time great left tackle, uh, the first offensive lineman in NFL history, Joe Thomas, uh, will be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2023. Uh, it was announced, obviously, during the NFL Honors uh, ceremony out in Arizona. You know, obviously, it's an exciting week. Super Bowl is coming up this Sunday. We're going to talk about the game later on in the podcast. But, you know, Anthony, like, we've been waiting for this day, uh, obviously, for a long time since, you know, five years ago around this time when Joe Thomas announced his retirement after uh, such a Hall of Fame-worthy career that we were waiting for this day where he was going to be announced as a first bout Hall of Famer. And that day's finally here. Um, obviously, you and I watched Joe Thomas all the way through his 10-year career with the Cleveland Browns. And you know, it's awesome to see 11-year career. Let me, let me actually paraphrase that. He was here. He was in the league for 11 years. But we got to watch it all the way through from the beginning to the unfortunate end when, you know, the torn tricep that ended his career abruptly during the 2017 season. But, you know, we always knew he was going to make the hall of fame and him being a first ballot hall of famer, you know, it made all the sense in the world when you, you talk about what he meant, uh, not only to the Browns, but to the left tackle position in general. Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful day. And I'm so glad you included the, the first lineman in NFL history. That's uh, such a tremendous joke that has gone on for so many years now. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, the accolades that he uh, accomplished, you know, throughout his whole career, uh, you know, being invited to the Pro Bowl as a rookie and having going 10 straight seasons, uh, you know, is certainly an accomplishment. He played in 167 games, every single one, which uh, which he started. Obviously, the, the incredible 10,363 consecutive snaps uh, that is, you know, immortalized up in the Browns uh, ring of honor. Uh, you know, that many snaps is, you know, a, a lot of skill, but also a lot of luck to not get, uh, to not get injured. Uh, you know, he's certainly uh, an Iron Man uh, when it comes to, to football nowadays. You know, that's certainly something that you don't see. Um you know, ever since he got drafted, you know, hanging out on a, on a fishing boat, not attending the draft, uh, you know, for 10 plus seasons, uh, you know, being in the Browns, you know, his, his rookie season was great. Uh, you just could never get back to you know, almost making the playoffs. But, um, you know, it says something that 
uh, to be a first ballot Hall of Famer when you played on some really bad teams. Um, you know, usually these guys have won Super Bowls or have been to the playoffs many times. Uh, you know, Joe never went to a playoff game. Uh, and it just speaks volumes about how good he was to be a first ballot Hall of Famer and not see a single playoff snap. Yeah, I mean, when you look at all the things he did, you mentioned the 10 consecutive Pro Bowls. Would have been 11 had it not been for the tricep injury. Uh, eight All-Pro selections, six times on the first team, two times on the second team. He was a member of the 2010s All-Decade team. Um, you mentioned the consecutive streak snap, which is believed to be the longest in NFL history. Um, he's the only offensive lineman in league history to be voted to 10 consecutive Pro Bowls. And uh, this is the most mind-blowing stat to me, Anthony. And, I, you know, the Browns put together a great uh, thing on uh, the Browns' website comparing him to all the great offensive tackles that are in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Jackie Slater, Jim Parker, Forrest Gregg, Walter Jones, Anthony Munoz, Jonathan Ogden. Uh, they were all great. But, like, Joe Thomas, this is the most mind-blowing stat to me. And this is by Pro Football Focus as well. In 6,680 pass blocking snaps, Joe Thomas allowed just 30 sacks, which is 0.004% of total pass plays. So, you know, we we knew how great he was, but when you only allow a sack in 0.004% of the total pass plays that he uh, took a snap in during his 11 seasons with the Browns, I mean... And there was a lot of bad quarterbacks during that time. We we've covered it, uh, and you know, even Joe's talked about it a lot. It's only allowed thirty sacks. I mean, that just shows how great Joe Thomas was, despite being on a losing franchise, uh, except for that rookie year where he won. They won ten games, and he was a big part of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's one sack every five and a half games that he gave up that he played. <laughs> that's just crazy. Yeah, it's it's uh, he's he was a special player, uh, and I, I think, you know, since he retired, uh, you know, we've we've learned you know a lot about Joe and uh, you know his personality, uh, you know, having the, the podcast and doing you know a lot of other things, uh, you know. Browns related, not Browns related. Uh, you know, I think he has a, a future broadcasting at some point. Uh, somebody decides to hire him. Um, but, you know, he's just a special player. And, you know, he's certainly been my favorite, you know, Cleveland Browns since, you know, the, the team has come back in, in uh, 99. That's really the only Browns football I know since I – was you know too young to remember the team uh before they uh moved to baltimore uh but when they came back you know he, he's definitely been my favorite guy favorite player uh got to meet him once really really nice um but you know it, it certainly says uh something when uh you know as i mentioned before you know he played on a lot of bad teams but being the first ballot hall of famer uh, he's a, a first, uh, a class person, um, you know, doing tons of stuff in the community and whatnot, uh, over the years. And, you know, it's, um, uh, it, it'll be a, a fun time and an honor to watch him, uh, 
you know, in August uh, at that uh, Hall of Fame ceremony. So definitely very excited for all that. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a great speech. Joe's one of the best talkers, which, you know, you're you don't normally get that out of like, you know, linemen. Yeah, actually, I think they seem to bring the most out of it when they talk. I think Batonio's always got great quotes. Joe Thomas is one of the best talkers, I think, uh, absolutely, when it comes to the league. Very knowledgeable about the game. Uh, very humorous. Uh, I expect that speech to be great. Um, but, you know, you mentioned what he did for the community uh, on and off the field. Like he embraced Cleveland and he, he fit Cleveland to a T when the Browns took him with the third pick back in 07. So much so that he didn't go to New York when he got drafted. Anthony, we all remember the story. We remember seeing it live uh, as it unfolded that day. He was out fishing in Lake Michigan with his dad and his family and got the found out via cell phone that he got drafted by the Browns. And he definitely fit what Cleveland embodies in terms of that hardworking blue collar, uh, type of person obviously coming from Wisconsin I think they got the same mindset up there that we do down here in Northeast Ohio but yeah he embraced it and you know it it, it, there's not enough words to express how happy we are that Joe Thomas uh, is going in the Hall of Fame he spent his whole career here you know there those last couple years there was trade rumors constantly with him Uh, But he never got moved. He stuck with the team despite all the turmoil and the dysfunction. Uh, He stuck with the Browns and has stayed even more loyal to the Browns in the years since Uh, being a mentor to the offensive linemen um, and always being that, that voice that those guys can lean on um, for advice and tutoring. Uh, Obviously, you know, he is, he's been wanting to help Jed Wills develop as a left tackle and, uh, he's always had that bond with Joel Batonio since Joel came to Cleveland back in 2014. So Joel, Joe Thomas is always going to have his presence felt at uh, Northeast Ohio and with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely, uh, you know, a, a Cleveland type guy. Uh, certainly that toughness on the field, um, you know, showed over so many years and it's just uh, pretty exciting to, I guess to, for the first time, in our lifetime to have a member of the Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, that we grew up and watched, uh, you know, guy from being a rookie to go into the hall of fame. Um, it's pretty exciting and very cool. So, um, I definitely, you know, we'll look forward to August. I could imagine there's going to be a a ton of Browns fans down there, uh, for that ceremony. Uh, might be hard to get a ticket, uh, to, to go see that. So, uh, I think the NFL would be wrong if he probably didn't talk last with how many Browns fans are going to be there. Uh, you know, obviously there's going to be some some other big names, but, um, you know, it's going to be a, a fun time. Uh, and, you know, it's just uh, great to see greatness uh, be recognized, uh, Joe Thomas, and uh, for him to finally take his rightful place in the pro football hall of fame down game. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, who, who knows that I'm, I'm not trying to be funny. Who knows who the next Cleveland Browns person is going to be to go to the hall of fame. Um, Cribs. I think Cribs deserves to be in there, but I don't know if they'll ever put him in. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be tough. Hopefully Devin Hester, you know, gets in here in the next year or two, because I think that'll help Cribs way to get in, but it might not be till, 
Miles Garrett gets in, he might be the next one. Um, but yeah, we're definitely excited to see Joe Thomas make it in. Um, I'm gonna try my best to go to Canton in August to see that. Yeah, it could be speech. Nick, could be Nick Chubb too. I mean, he's certainly on his way. Yeah, he's definitely on his way. And then we can't forget Joel Batonio as well. Like he's definitely uh, yeah. on track to. I don't know if he'll be a first ballot, but I, I think, you know, year two, three or four, I, I think he could definitely get in there because he's been, he's been that good uh, for so many years. Yeah, without a doubt. And the accolades are piling up. Uh, needs a few more all pro selections, I think, which he's starting to get because he definitely has that respect around the league by his peers, by the, you know, league writers and everything. So a few more, I think, will cement Joel's spot in Canton as well. And, and we mentioned Miles and Nick, but uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of the Browns since 99, we haven't had too many Hall of Fame worthy talents. And uh, of course, Joe's going to be the first one because I think, like you said, he's been the best and uh, he's definitely one of the all time favorites uh, for me as well when it comes to uh, Browns players since 99. Yeah, yeah, there haven't been too many guys that have stuck around long enough for us to like really, you know, hang our hat on. And, you know, they're very lucky to have such a special player play for our, uh, you know, for our favorite team for so many years. Uh, you know, you honestly don't see it too often, one player staying with their team for their entire career, uh, just with free agency and trades and everything. But uh, I, I would say we were pretty, pretty lucky uh you know to have a guy like joe uh be here for so many years yeah without a doubt i mean uh how crazy sports has been with the uh player movement uh to like you said to have one guy uh stay with our team from the beginning to the end uh it, it's definitely quite the accomplishment in this uh day and age with um in sports so definitely big congrats to joe and his family uh, on this honor and we look forward uh, to seeing you officially inducted uh, in Canton in August. So big congrats to Joe Thomas and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you officially in the hall of fame. We are going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to discuss Super Bowl 57. So we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor in chief of the verge and host of decoder business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial Series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? 
Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our solo acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. And we're back. And Anthony, of course, uh, we would be remiss if we did not talk about the big game on Sunday, Super Bowl 57, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs going head to head at State Farm Stadium out in Glendale. Um, You know, there's been some buzz with this game, but I don't feel like recent Super Bowls, there was more hype. This one, I think, you know, when you look at it, when you judge up the teams the eagles were the class of the nfc the chiefs were the class of the afc you're getting the two best teams from each conference obviously they you know they both won their representative conferences but it just seems like there's not too much buzz with this game maybe it's because i haven't watched media the media day stuff or on you know all the pomp and circumstance leading up to the game but you know there is some storylines obviously the kelsey brothers going head to head um, Patrick Mahomes going for his second title, the Eagles going for their second championship in the last six years. Like, how do you feel about this game heading into Sunday? Well, you know, it's, it's not often I, and I didn't look it up, but the last time we got, you know, a one versus one in the Super Bowl, um, you know, it's, you don't always get these, the best teams in each conference, you know, sometimes somebody falls, you know, victim in, uh, in the in the first couple rounds, and you know you don't get that real big matchup that you're hoping for. But you know, it's pretty clear that these two teams were by far the, the best teams all year round, and that's why they're in the Super Bowl. And um, I'm I'm pretty excited because I it's a a very interesting matchup. You have you know a team with the Eagles that have you know, been extremely successful running the ball all year. And then you have on the other side, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, who when you have Pat Mahomes, obviously you're you're going to throw for a lot of yards, a lot of touchdowns. So a couple different uh, styles in the Super Bowl. And I think it's going to make up for, for a great game. And I, uh, you know, definitely am excited to, to watch it on Sunday. But uh, it it's an interesting matchup and I'm not sure how it's going to play out. Uh, but I, I know, I, I feel like this has the potential to be like a really high scoring game because of the ability on both sides of the ball uh, or on both sides uh, on offense for the chiefs and the Eagles to really put up points in, in bunches. Uh, I certainly wouldn't count anybody out if somebody goes up by like, you know, 14, 17 points in this game. I, I want to rule out the other team. Um, I, th- I really think this one's going to come down to the wire based on, you know, the, the style of these two teams. The quarterback play uh, has been phenomenal all year round uh, on both sides um, and, and just the ability to pretty much score points at will uh, for, for both of these teams. So, um it's going to be a very interesting matchup, and and I think it's going to be, uh, you know, pretty uh, a pretty electrifying Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it has all the makings of um, being a great Super Bowl matchup. Um, you mentioned one versus one. How many times has it happened, and when's the last time it happened? It's actually happened, and I did the research while you were talking. This will be the fifth time out of the last ten Super Bowls 
the number one uh, seed from both conferences match up. Uh, the last one was Super Bowl 52, where the Philadelphia Eagles played the Patriots. That was a great Super Bowl. Eagles obviously won. Um, these two teams fascinate me so much, though, Anthony, when you talk about roster construction and what they've had to do. Obviously, you know, there was a lot of uh, skepticism with the Chiefs when they they moved on from Tyreek Hill last offseason. Um, I think I saw a stat where 24 of the 53 players on the Chiefs roster are new players. Uh, obviously, they had to remake the wide receiver room. Uh, they, de- you know, they had to develop players in the secondary relying on late round picks this year to make contributions on both offense and defense. But the one thing when you're talking about roster construction and deconstruction is what the Eagles have done. And after they beat the 49ers in the NFC championship game, you know, I went back and looked at their roster from the last time they won the Super Bowl, which was five years ago. Uh, I think there's six guys left from that original, from that Super Bowl winning team. Uh, Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey, uh, Brandon Graham, Jake Elliott. And I think the other one was Derek Barnett, who's on injured reserve. But, you know, Howie Roseman, he's always mentioned among the best football executives. I think he has to be the best. What he's been able to do with this team, you think back to that team five years ago, you know, Carson Wentz was having an MVP season, tears his ACL late in the regular season. They turned to Nick Foles, who went on this magical run, and, um, you know, led them to the Super Bowl. And now they have Jalen Hurts, who was a second round pick that they took a chance on uh, when they had Carson Wentz locked up to a long term deal. You know, Wentz didn't work out. They moved on from him, inserted Jalen Hurts as the starting quarterback. And the way they've reshaped this whole roster has been unbelievable to go from having just six guys remaining from the previous Super Bowl team. And they're already back within five years. I mean, that's a GM. He's the master of his craft is what I think Howie Roseman is the way he's been able to get this team back into the elite status to be at a chance to win their second Super Bowl in five or six years is quite remarkable. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, there were, you know, a lot of questions, uh, you know, with, with Jalen Hurts and, you know, was he going to, you know, really be the guy where they get to go somewhere else? And, you know, they, they built a, a really nice team around him. Uh, and have certainly capitalized on, on a lot of his strengths, you know, making the trade for, for AJ Brown uh, this last off season, you know, on draft night, you know, really, I think, you know, propelled them uh, to pair him with somebody like Devonta Smith um, in, in that offense, you know, gives them, you know, two real nice threats, uh, you know, throwing the ball. So just the, the roster construction, you know, when, when, it's kind of like, you know, what the Rams have done over the last few years. You see you're getting close to competing for a Super Bowl. Then you go out there and you make that, that splash trade that puts you over the edge. You know, you saw with the, the Rams and uh, – oh, you're going to have to remind me. It was uh, – Miller was one of them, right? Yeah. Uh, Von Miller was one. Uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, was another one. You know, they did. I don't know if they're gonna have a, a first round pick for the next 50 years. I don't know. They seem to keep on trading them away. But, um, you know, the, the, the Rams have done it. And now, you know, this last offseason, the, um, the Eagles went out there, Roseman went out there and, you know, made this trade on draft night. And I really think it solidified their offense and it really, you know, put the finishing touches on, on what they've been able to do over the last few years after, you know, tearing things down, building things back up. 
you know, hitting on a quarterback after moving on from Carson Wentz, um, you know, which wasn't uh, uh, probably an easy thing to do because they drafted him so high, but it was certainly the right move uh, in the end. Uh, so, you know, he he's, has pressed all the right buttons over there in Philadelphia. And uh, when you are able to do such a thing, you know, there's no shock that uh, they made it to their second Super Bowl uh, in the last seven years. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you talked about the Rams and the trades that they made to solidify their Super Bowl roster. You, and then you talked about what the Eagles did, not just the A.J. Brown trade, but, you know, they traded uh, a fifth and a sixth to the Saints for Chauncey, or, uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who has been great in their secondary. Um, they traded a fourth-round pick at the deadline for Robert Quinn, which was more depth up front on their defensive line. Um and then you mentioned what they've been able to do in the draft. And I think they have, no, they sent their first round pick to the saints. So yeah, they're kind of in that mindset because they have Jalen hurts on a rookie uh, contract right now. They're able to make these moves to, you know, go all in, surround him with elite talent and be able to put the best roster around him. Now Jalen hurts has gone out there and proven that, you know, it's not just the talent around him. He's had an incredible season up until the shoulder injury. Obviously, he's coming back from that, had a good performance against San Francisco, uh, but has not thrown the ball deep well. So that's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, on Sunday against Kansas City. And you talk about Kansas City. I mentioned the Tyreek Hill trade. Uh, you know, people were wondering what this offense was going to look like without, you know, the speed threat. Uh, the explosion that Tyreek Hill brought to that offense. Obviously, they still have Travis Kelsey. He had another unbelievable season, uh, still getting it done at age 33. You know, they added Juju Smith-Schuster. He was an excellent addition. Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, was another solid acquisition. Uh, they picked up Jarek McKinnon in free agency, and he provided a spark during the second half of the year with nine receiving touchdowns. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco was a seventh-round draft pick. Uh, he provided a spark in that running game. But at the end of the day, Anthony, we know the Chiefs offense goes through uh, number 15, Patrick Mahomes, who is still putting up some incredible marks. And obviously, Tom Brady just retired recently. Um, he's obviously the GOAT. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes has a chance to win his second Super Bowl by by age 27. Uh, you know, he continues to set the standard for what, you know, the quarterbacks of this generation have to be to put uh, their teams in a position to win the Super Bowl. But, you know, the way that the Chiefs were able to morph the offense uh, after Tyreek Hill's departure uh, just goes to show that, you know, you don't need that explosive threat like a Tyreek Hill. You just add the pieces. You just take that that piece and break it down into individual pieces to – reconstruct that offense and still show that it has the potential to be an explosive high scoring one, like the chiefs were this past season. And it really helps when you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, you know, a, a generational type player, because those kinds of quarterbacks make everybody else around them better. You know, you could have average to above average receivers and, and tight ends and, and running backs have be better because of the play of your quarterback. And there's no doubt that, you know, after, you know, sending Tyreek Hill to Miami, 
there's no doubt that, you know, Mahomes and company uh, on that offense have been able to, um, you know, have that kind of year. You know, you look at all the injuries that they've battled at the uh, receiver, uh, you know, certainly missing quite a few guys, uh, you know, throughout the season, they've, they've battled with those and they just keep on winning. And, you know, when you have a quarterback who can make the most ridiculous throws, uh, that I've ever seen in my life, uh, from a quarterback, um, you know, that obviously helps, you know, he, he's mobile, um, you know, if he gets out of the pocket and you, you better you better stay on your assignment because that ball will be over your head for a touchdown in, in a half second. Uh, he has the you know pretty much the, the best arm in the league. Um, the accuracy is incredible. So when you have a quarterback like Mahomes, um, you're able to do so much uh, on offense. And you know you, we've seen you know Andy Reid and over the years do a fantastic job with many different guys and, you know, him, you know, coaching Mahomes in uh, and, and that offense of his, uh, I think has been able to unlock everything that uh, has been in, you know, Reed's back pocket for so many years. Uh, so, you know, it, there's just, you know, no way of under, you know, overstating like how good he is, how good that offense is. And, you know, you could, uh, probably change those pieces and the skill positions around him every year and, and have success just because uh, of the generational type quarterback he is and is able to make uh, everyone around him so much better. So the Super Bowl, obviously, you know, there's a little more excitement this year in the state of Ohio, Anthony, because, you know, obviously sports betting is legal now and the Super Bowl is always a fun time to make bets, you know, People didn't know, but I don't know how many people knew about Bovada, but I took advantage of it over the years because that was a legal gambling site that people might not have known about, but I was able, I only used it for Super Bowl prop bets, but the prop bets are always fun. Um, you know, there's going to be one of the sports books I've seen has over 800 prop bets for the Super Bowl, which is absurd. And it makes me wonder, like, what is every single little detail to the prop bets? But uh, we both have DraftKings pulled up right now. Give me one or two of your favorite prop bets that you've seen so far when it pertains to Sunday's game. Uh, one of my favorite ones that I have seen, um, and just because we've seen a lot of this and uh, over the, over the, the playoffs the last few years, uh, any field goal or extra point to hit an upright or crossbar on DraftKings is plus 450 uh, for yes and minus 650 for no. Um, you know, just just with the way kickers have been, I, I'm willing to bet that one of these kicks is going to hit the uprights uh, and, and we'll, we'll get a Super Bowl doink. Um, you know, hopefully that'll doink some money into your wallet, uh, you know, after that one. That, that's one of my uh, – a fun one. Um Another one here, um, you know, since Philly is in the Super Bowl, uh, again, you know, the last time they were in there, we had Philly Philly, uh, the play they ran. Uh, I can't remember who threw but Nick Foles caught that touchdown. Uh, any quarterback to have one plus uh, receiving touchdown is plus 3,000. Uh, I don't know that they would draw that up again, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Andy Reid you know, pull it out on the other side uh, at some point. So 
Uh, those are a couple fun ones. And maybe the one that I was certainly love because I was an offensive lineman uh, back in high school, and we all love fat guy touchdowns. Uh, any offensive lineman to score one plus reception TD is plus 3,500. Uh, I would certainly love to see that. Yeah, that that's a fun one uh, to to go off what you said about, you know, uh, a quarterback having a receiving touchdown. I, I liked the any QB to have a reception plus 1200. I think, you know, with how dynamic Mahomes and Jalen Hurts could be. I could definitely see a trick play where one of them uh, goes out for a reception. Yes, there's the risk of injury, uh, but at this point, it's the Super Bowl. I think you work so hard to get to this moment every year as an NFL player, and I think you lay it all out on the line. So if Andy Reid or Nick Sirianni has a trick play up their sleeve, uh, throwing the ball to their quarterbacks uh, could be an interesting one. And you mentioned, like, the novelty, the props you mentioned, the uh, I'm going to call it the Cody Parkey prop bet to hit the upright or the crossbar. Um, I like there's a flea flicker one. I like that one. Yes, there's a flea flicker plus 210. No is minus 280. Uh, we mentioned trick plays. Flea flicker is one of the obviously legendary ones. So I like that one. I like there. Uh, DraftKings has the cross sports specials and one of my favorite ones that I've seen was I was been scrolling through DraftKings. Um, there's John Morant assists versus and he's playing the Celtics on Sunday versus Travis Kelsey receptions. And Travis Kelsey receptions is plus 185. John Morant assists is minus 235. So that could be an interesting one for someone that likes, you know, to do a multi-sport potential, you know, crossover uh bet. That could be an interesting one. Obviously, John Morant's one of the top point guards. He does dish out a lot of assists, but Travis Kelsey is Mahomes' go-to target. So that could be an interesting one for people if they want to lay down a a, a special prop bet for Sunday. I was looking for it. I can't find to see if they have the um, a, a very popular one is the coin flip. Uh, if it'll be heads or tails, and then also the um, the uh, national anthem. There's always an over under on the amount of time for the, the national anthem. But I did find one uh, that we could bet on. Um, it is Super Bowl winner 2024. Uh, and right now the Cleveland Browns are sitting at plus 4,000, which is about, about 17th. Of seventeenth best odds, or actually tied for sixteenth. They're they have the Giants right now are tied uh, for sixteenth best odds. So middle middle of the pack. That's not too middle bad. Of the road. Yeah, that's not too bad. Looking into uh, the future, um, obviously a lot hinges on the Browns Super Bowl chances. Uh, but that's an interesting bet. The New York Jets being eighth is still so funny to me because they don't have a quarterback right now. Obviously, I think a lot of people are banking on Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets, but. Uh, if the Browns are plus 4,000, I see the team right behind them at plus 4,500. And I'm surprised they're not higher up because I feel like that's the favorite to get Aaron Rodgers at this point. But Well, and how about being behind the Detroit Lions at plus 3,000? <sighs> what a world we're living in right now, man. It is so crazy. But, I mean, the Lions, I, are, the I, Lions I, I, are coming. I just don't see them being better than the Browns right now. I mean, they're I, close, but... 
I would love a Lions and Browns Super Bowl. I don't know if the rest of the America would love it, but I would certainly love a Lions and Browns Super Bowl. It, it, it's pretty crazy. Uh, that would be pretty wild. The two teams that have, I think they're the longest droughts uh nfl championships but uh yeah that would be that would be the that would be the super bowl where the world would officially end yeah yeah probably (laughs) so as it pertains to this super bowl anthony as we ramp things up how do you see this one shaking out who's hoisting the lombardi trophy come sunday night and your prediction uh your score prediction as well um you know i i honestly i don't think i could bet against mahomes uh you know, last year, uh, or was it last year or was it two years ago? Uh, Brady and Mahomes. Two years two ago. Years. You know, the, then, you know, you, I, I would say I couldn't bet against Tom Brady because it's Tom Brady. But, you know, with Mahomes getting back there this year, I, I'm not betting against him. I think, you know, he's going to solidify himself as, you know, one of this generation's best quarterbacks, uh, get his second Super Bowl. Um, you know, he'll be the, the Tom Brady, the guy to beat, uh, every single year, uh, in the AFC. And I will say the chiefs win this one, uh, 34 to 27. Yeah, this one, you know, I'm, I was always never bet against Brady and I shouldn't bet against Mahomes because he still does things on that field that like amazes me uh you know but um when I look at this team right now or this game right now and it to me it comes down to the trenches and the Eagles offensive line and defensive line I could argue are the best in football on each side uh, you can say maybe the 49ers defensive line's better, and obviously they make a very strong case every year. But this line, their lines dominated San Francisco, the offensive defensive line. And I think back to the Super Bowl two years ago that you mentioned. Now the Chiefs have solidified that offensive line with the moves they made after that Super Bowl. But I just remember Mahomes just getting bum rushed by that Tampa defensive front. And I just feel like with the experience that Philly has, how hungry they are to win another Super Bowl, I feel like they're going to get after Mahomes. And I hope Mahomes is ready to throw that ball out quick because Robert Quinn, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, Nadama Kinsu, that defensive line is so strong and so dominant. I think they're going to get after it. And uh, the Eagles running attack has been really good, and a lot of that goes to the offensive line. I think Jalen Hurts having the edge in terms of dual threat over Mahomes is there as well. I, I just think the Eagles are going to win. And I, I'm i going to say, because the line's one and a half, I will not be shocked if this is a double-digit law oh, victory by the Eagles. So I'm going to say 31-21, the Eagles win another Super Bowl. I just I think this is how it's shaping up. I just think it comes down to the line of scrimmage, the trenches, and I just think the Eagles have the big advantage over the Chiefs in that aspect. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it came down to, you know, last second field goal on, on both sides, you know, on either side. Um, you know, it, it's going to it's gonna be a really good game. I, I don't think we're going to get, you know, that that dud Super Bowl, uh, you know, like we saw, you know, a couple years ago with, you know, Tampa, Kansas City, or, um, you know, trying to look back, or the, the Seahawks and Broncos. I don't think we're going to get one of those type of Super Bowls. Uh, but, uh 
you know, it's going to be a really good game. Uh, there's a lot of uh, potential for fireworks uh, on both sides of the ball. Uh, I know the halftime show is going to be really good. I'm really excited for that. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be a, a great, uh, great experience come 6, was it, 618 uh, on Sunday evening. Yeah, yeah, such a random time. Just just make it 6.30. Like, it, it, I don't understand how they, like, get these weird start times. Just It's going to start, like, 6.20 or whatever. But, yeah, hopefully it's a great Super Bowl. I think the halftime show is going to be excellent. Um, you know, I'm excited to see the how the Gronk uh, kicking a field goal thing concludes. Uh, it's been hyped up for weeks now. Uh, but hopefully we get a good Super Bowl. And uh, we'll be back next week, to, I think, to probably talk about it as well. So as we wrap things up, as always, you guys can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony Jokey. You can follow me on Twitter at Jack McCurry 08 and follow us at the Dogland on Twitter as well. So until next time, Browns fans, as we get on out of here, as always, go Browns. This episode was supported by Reddit for Business. You want the right attention for your business, but you don't know where to get it. It should be a place where people actually take the time to engage with your ads. Why not try Reddit? They seem to have the whole engagement thing down pat. With over 100,000 communities, Reddit users are some of the most active online. Meet your potential customers where they feel most at home, with 90% of users trusting Reddit to learn about new products and brands. Just go to redditforbusiness.com slash vox to learn more.